This episode of Pompey Talk is brought to you in association with Portsmouth.co.uk. To stay in the know about everything happening at Fratton Park, including the latest news, analysis and transfer updates, take out an online Pompey subscription with the Portsmouth News today at portsmouth.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Pompey Talk, the podcast. This week we concentrate on Liam Vincent's arrival after he was signed from Bromley. We discussed Jack Watmore's potential move to Wigan and the ramifications it has at Pompey. We also delve into what players Pompey might look to be selling on as the transfer window progresses and why at the moment it's such a quiet window. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Pompey Talk. My name is Mark McMahon and joining me today to discuss the latest developments of Pompey, or lack of them really, is Neil Allen and Will Rooney. Lads, I joke there, but of course um, there is a new addition through the door, Liam Vincent. Um, Neil, let's start on that positive note. It's, at least it's a signing. Yeah, I've actually I've come prepared for this. Because during talk, well, because we're going to be talking about Liam Vincent because he's the only thing to talk about. But obviously, the issue of why have Pompey signed a non-league player for the first team is going to be raised, isn't it? So I've actually, to save me repeating myself over and over again, I've written this little note, which mm-hmm. you probably can't see like this because it's backwards how Zoom says. But this note says he's for the future, right? So every time, save me saying it over and over again, and completely being ignored by people on Facebook. <laughs> I'm going to put this up every time in our conversation. Our listeners won't be able to see this, of course, but it saves time and effort because I'm sick of saying it because he's for the future. He's not here to be left back next season. He might not even be deputy left back next season. He's for the future. The future. And I keep seeing, particularly on Facebook, I keep seeing people saying, why are we signing players from non-league? We don't want 11 players from Moneyfield. It's not 11 players from Moneyfield. It's one highly regarded player for the future because there's no kids left because the kids weren't regarded good enough. And he is. So, come on. Let's be, not be silly here. So, <laughs> so that, that's it. So it's on this, From now on, I'm going to raise this note every time you mention Liam Vincent, if that's okay. Right, okay, yeah. Well, we do know wealth that Poppy... Soft competition from Premier League and Championship clubs for the 18-year-old. So, again, Pompey have, seems to have done a decent bit of business then in that respect. Yes, well, regards. I mean, for an 18-year-old lad, 17, when he made his debut in the National League, that's, you know, that's a good standard of football. I mean, if Hadji Minogue had gone out to that level this season, no one would have grumbled. Everyone would have said it's, a, it's the right move for him. You know, Rico Hacker-Fairchild was playing there the first half the season. He's, what, 23, something like that. You know, five years older than Liam Vincent. Liam Vincent was playing at the same level. So, it's a good level of football. And as you say, when youngsters are emerging onto the scene like that, um, clubs take note. Now, Premier League clubs and Championship, Premier League clubs, it was their under-23s. Let's be frank. It wasn't to go into the Premier League first team, but still... It's another one. Clubs are planning, as Neil said, for the future. Clubs do this all the time. You know, look at 
Premier League clubs, you know, Everton bought a lab from Carlisle last season. Bramfweet, Bramfweet, he goes out on loan to the Championship, one for the future. Liverpool got in Harvey Elliott from Fulham. He's on the first team, but he's one for the future. Play, these players are, have an eye on the future because they're not ready for the first team. We know that. We know Danny Carley wants another left-back to come in and challenge Lee Brown. But Liam Vincent's someone who they think has got a lot of potential. They think has got a very good career ahead of him. And promptly, rightly, have swooped in for the player who they want to maximise that potential and develop themselves and potentially either be a first-team player and maybe even sell on for, for profit in the future. So, look, we all want to see these big, maybe not big-hitting players, but, you know, first-team players arrive and first and foremost. But, look, it's just the timing of it. If, if, if say, four or five first-team players have come in and then Liam Vincent came in, maybe... People wouldn't have been moaning as much, but I've got no problem whatsoever. We know it's been in the offing for a while, so glad to see it get it done. Didn't um, didn't Calvert Lewin for Everton? They, they yeah. signed him from from Sheffield United as a kid, didn't they? Yeah, and then he, he went out on loan at Northampton as well, and things like that. Yeah. It, it happens at every level of football. Yeah, yeah. they well made an interesting point there that he's coming from a level where a lot of Pompey's youngsters hadn't been. Even for first team places, when I don't know, like if they've been going to national league south sides, even southern. Mm. So to me, again, that there's something well says, and it's an interesting point to pick up on that this is a guy who's coming in, who's already playing at a higher level than some of the levels experienced by Pompey Junctures, those Junctures that they've let go. Yeah, because Kavanaugh was at at, um, at Gosport, wasn't he? And Stanley was at, at Bognor and. Which are the divisions below National South, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we've had this discussion before, really, but there were people within the club who who didn't uh, believe that the existing youngsters uh, were uh, were capable of reaching the level Pompey are at, whether it be the football league or whether it be League One. I don't know. That's not for me to discuss. But they 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 didn't see those players of having having a future at this football club. So those players, rightly or wrongly, have been released now, find their way elsewhere, good luck to them, I hope they do come back. Uh, but they've been released, and instead probably have identified uh, a youngster they believe is better than them, and there's more of a future of them at this football club. So let's see what happens now. And Cowley pointed out in his quotes, he's got Minoga as a, as a, um, a right-back for the future, and, uh, and now he's got uh, Vincent as a left-back for the future. Minogue will be loaned out next season um, to, for experience, for development. He's barely played any games at all, has he? So Minogue will be loaned out. And Vincent, you'd imagine, might happen the same. I don't know. We haven't asked Cowley yet. But Vincent is, is around as well. There's no development squad. And again, probably can't afford it at the moment. So there's no development squad. Um, but they've, they've, there's a big gap between the academy at the moment and the first team, especially with all those players released. So Vincent will give them youth in that squad. And again, I keep saying it, for the future, point to the sign again. And honestly, I, 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 for days I've just read the nonsense on Facebook, just, just going on about, about just, just writing off a young lad who they've never seen play purely because of the, of the club he plays for his non-league. Give the guy, give the kid a chance. When, when were Pompey fans so vitriolic and horrible to a, a young kid coming to this football club without having seen him play? 
give him a chance. He might, might be a good a good player. Just, yeah. just come on, let's watch him. See how he gets on. Good luck to him. Well, how many more of this type of player do we expect probably to sign this summer? Burn a mind. Oh dear, don't careful, Will. <laughs> this is a big point one. out. There's a lot of academy <laughs> players have left, but also do these players feed into the budget that are, that is available to Danny Cowley? Um, I'll answer. <laughs> your question first. Questions, please. <laughs> I suppose it does because Vincent's come in and signed a three-year deal. It's not like he's come in and signed a um, well, it's a development contract, isn't it, or something? But it's not a scholarship. It's not a third-year scholarship. So I suppose it does, in a way, into the playing budget. But in terms of how many of these youngest lads could come in, well, we know they want a young goalkeeper, don't we? Um, given how short of centre midfield options Pompey are, it wouldn't surprise me that. He got in the centre mid, and look, strikers are always the, the players that make you the most money. So if you could only have a, a striker and um, develop them and sell them on the future, then you, you've touched gold, haven't you? If you could do that, so it might be easier said than done to get a striker in. But if Pompey could get one in, I know they've offered Stanley a deal, but it looks like he's going to depart. Um, if they could get a striker in as well, then um, that would be superb. Yeah. Neil, you mentioned there that Vincent, again, it's not his fault, has got a lot of negativity on, on social channels. Can you see where Pompey fans may be coming from, though, when they know the first team needs so much work done to it? We're, like ourselves, mm. telling them that there's so much work to be done. Can you, can you at least understand why some might be disappointed why Curly's first priority isn't right let's start putting the foundations of that first team in place now yeah obviously they need a lot of players but but naturally you look around other clubs and it's very quiet isn't it the window it's incredibly quiet and we all know there's a lot of work is needed at Pompey what 10 players 10 players a lot of work is needed isn't it um and um a lot of players have gone a lot of players still remain actually which no doubt we'll get onto that point later on, but um, but yeah, a lot of work needs to be done. And uh, Will rightly pointed out it's the first signing, so I suppose people are sort of jumping on a bit. They want to, you know, they want a, a marquee signing. Not sorry, not John Marquis, a marquee signing um, as the first signing. Don't you? It's, it's, it's natural, really. But you look, you look at the history of Pompey. Paul Merson arrived just before the start of the season. So did Prosnecki. Um, Gareth Evans and Ben Davis signed like the day before the start of the season. So it's not as simple as the best players arrive early on. It doesn't largely happen like that, does it? Um, but yeah, I suppose, but, but obviously we want to see a lot of players, a lot of good players. We were sick to the death of, of last season and that, and that group who have, have been split up, thankfully. And, um, and, and now they need a, a, new, a new, new blood, a new broom. Freshen it up because it's gone so so stale. So yeah, we, we all want to see see players, but I just think, come on, let's just calm down here. You know, young lad for the future is the first signing. Unfortunately, timing for him perhaps, but he's the first signing. There'll be others coming in who you would have heard of, who will be more experienced, who will actually be in the first team in twenty twenty sorry twenty one twenty two season. Yeah, well, we all know it's a it is a quiet time traditionally in the calendar for transfers to be to be carried out. We all know half the 
the Football League is currently out in Portugal. You're speaking to Paul Robinson. We'll go on to the reason why you're speaking to Paul Robinson in a minute. Ex Pompey defender, he's out there. But like, we do know it's a very quiet time. At the same time, though, at the exact same time of Vincent being announced by Pompey, news was filtering through from other sources that a team who finished well below Pompey in the division this season are on the cusp of possibly signing Pompey's best defender. Yeah, um, BBC um, Soul and Fab Lab report, Chris Wise, um, saying that Jack Watmore looks like he's he's set for Wigan after being offered fresh terms of Pompey. Um, we knew he was Danny Carley's priority when it came to the outer contract players that were offered fresh terms. But it seems like the package that Jack Watmore's been offered at Wigan is tailored to his needs better. Now, we don't know whether that's because of money because of length of deal, but by what's being said, it's the package overall suits Jack Watmore's needs better. Um, he's just had a second child. He's had three serious knee injuries. Perhaps it's security of a long-term deal. Obviously, we've reported that Luke Murayan, um, Millwall also shows a bit of interest. Um, I know Luton, apparently their offer was something to do with Half or not half his wages, some of his wages, sorry, being coming down to appearances, I beg your pardon. So that's always a risk. You might not get into the team at a championship club, but he's going to play for a manager who he knows well, who he trusts well, and he's quite clearly going to a, a club where he's going to be playing week in, week out. So look, I think Neil's seen Jack Watmore develop right from when he was on the bench as a what 15-year-old at Plymouth to, to now. Um, from what I've seen him since I've been down, he's been an absolutely superb defender. Obviously, has his injury problems, but it'll be a massive blow for Pompey. Everyone thought he was going to go to the Championship, myself included. Very surprised he's staying at league, in, league, in League One. Good luck to him if he is to, to par for past just new, and I'm sure, um, I'm sure he'll do well wherever he goes. Neil, it's not going to help fans' mood, though, whenever he's going to a club again. A club that was in a lot of financial difficulties this time last year. There were The players were exiting um, the DW Stadium very, very quickly. But all of a sudden, they've got a wee bit of investment in there. But despite that investment, fans will still see this as maybe a step down for Jack Watmore. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget that, that Wigan were taken over in April, I think, and Pompey obviously uh, beat them in their first game as owners at the DW Stadium, didn't they? So, uh, the new owners have come in, they've stabilised the club. Um, so, you know, there's no point saying, oh, a year ago they were in financial trouble. Well, so were Pompey seven years ago. You know, the clubs move on, new ownerships, they're stable now. I think what, what's really interesting is looking at Wigan, and uh, we all can say, why, why would he go to Wigan? What do they offer? It's not Fratton Park, it's a rugby place or whatever. Um, you look at their squad, and I've just been looking at it before we, we came on here um, very hurriedly because we weren't given the time. Uh, we came on in here. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Wigan actually have got six contracted first-team players. Now, that's good because it gives Liam, Liam Richardson, the new manager, a chance to reshape his squad completely, have a proper clear-out, and um, he's got more opportunity to to use the, the playing budget to how he wants to use it. 
In, in, in contrast, before Vincent arrived, Pompey have got 13 contracted first-team players. Among them is your top earner, John Marquis, uh, other high earners such as Paul Downing, Ellis Harrison. Now, I'm not sort of having a go at those players. They sign the contracts, whatever. Um, however, it reduces Pompey's ability and flexibility, rather, to allocate funds elsewhere and bring in other players. So if, if, if you, they've already got 13 existing players at the football club, including high earners, they haven't got as much money to, to use to bring other players in. It's, it, it, for me, it's just simple economics, really. Wigan, six contracted players. They've offered nine players new deals as well. They haven't signed them yet. But they've, so, so, so Wigan have got that flexibility. So they can offer more to Jack Watmore, can't they? And they've got new owners. So they're able to do that. It's nothing about the size of the club or the history or what a lovely part of the country it is. And, oh, there's not even any sea up near, up near Wigan or whatever. It, it, it's, it's about the, the finances. And Liam Richardson can easily create room in his budget to beat Pompey for wages on someone like Jack Watmore. Whereas Pompey, they need to get 10 players and let's not forget, we, we said 10 players. You somehow got to get 10 players when, what, is half your budget perhaps already allocated to existing players? It's difficult, isn't it? Well, is it fair to say that Pompey's recruitment down through the years, the problems emanating from it are becoming more and more layered? There's the not only have to let Pompey down on the pitch, but now as Pompey looked to rebuild, and again, it's no, no fault of the players themselves. Like, no, I, no, not at all. I mean, you know, if I was to get off as a job from, you know, underground a year, I'd be saying, right, I'm off. I might not be able to, you know what I mean? It's not my fault. I might be good enough for the job that someone's offered me it, so I'm going to take it. If we sat Mark, you'll get that pay. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> but anyway... Um, it's as you say, it's not the players' fault, but you, you, you do look back to that summer after Jamal O. McClark came, uh, left. Sorry, obviously, Ellis Harrison came in as a good first season, didn't really do it last season. John Marquez, you say, top it in a cost a million pounds. Paul Down and free deal, um, won't be on a bad wage whatsoever. And James Bolton even given a, a free year deal as well. Um, coming from Shrewsby, so those four players. And, you know, I can't imagine Sean Raggis isn't on a bad wage coming from a mm. championship club. Yeah. Understands Lee Brown. Pretty decent earner, but I do like Brown as a, as a player, to be fair to him. Um, and he's a leader in the dressing room. So, as Neil said, there's not a lot of wiggle room at the minute um, when you factor in how many players you need and if you're going to be brace to pay transfer fees for, for some of them. It's hard to, to balance. It's like spinning plates, I suppose, isn't it? It's the minutes for, for the Carlies. They need to decide where the priorities lie. And as I've said before, you know, if they could shift some players on, I'm sure they could I'm sure they'd like to under contract um to free some budgets up. But especially in a summer like this when finance are tight, it's gonna to be tough to do that. So those are the cards that've been dealt. Unfortunately, they're just gonna just gonna get on with it. Um, to be fair to Danny Carl, hasn't really moaned that much about his budget. He just said we'll have to get on with it. Um, he said he's always added value on players. Obviously, Neil's piece did last week. When you look at the likes of Lyle Taylor and you know Ryan Tapazoli, Alex Woodyard, who who they have turned into into gems. So 
But if they can only earn a couple more and great, but let's not buy it, be naive either. Pompey need a few established League One players if it's going to be up there. Um, as good of coaches they might be, you can only take you so far if you haven't got the natural talent. And unfortunately, you won't be able to do that. But look, by what Danny Carley said, they are quite confident getting those sorts of players in. And maybe their names and their reputation can be a big benefit to that as well. Um, if a player's being offered less money, but they've got a chance to work for the Carleys, that might work in Pompey's favour. I mean, the deal on that, uh, Renan Curtis is another player who obviously went on a decent wage, mm. rightly so, being a regular international, signed a long-term deal, didn't he? But uh, just to sort of defend the players a bit more, we're not having a go, not having a go at the players here. If Pompey signed John Marcus for one million, you've got to give him decent pay. You know, you're not making, you're not going to give him low pay. If you're paying a million pound for a player, you give him decent pay. Nothing wrong with that at all. Paul Downing, um, a lot of clubs wanted him, including Doncaster, didn't they? And he was, he was leaving Blackburn. You've got to give him decent pay. That that's how it works, isn't it? If, and if you're paying 425 grand uh, to Ipswich for Ellis Harrison, who played the previous year in the Championship, you've got to give him decent pay. That's not the chief, chief. That's not for the chief executive or the club. It's how it works. And again, you can't pay a million pound for a player and make him your lowest earner. But that it doesn't work. It's just nonsense. Yeah. So, so that's why those players are on decent pay because Pompey. Re- and as Will said, it all goes back to that summer of 2019. Did Jacket use that war chest? Not that word. War chest. Did he use that war chest effectively? Yeah. No, and in years to come, we will always question that that transfer window, just like we question every January transfer window ever under Kenley Jacket, because they were terrible, weren't they? January transfer windows, dear me. Um, well, like as Buffy has pointed out, then the wages these guys are on again, not their fault, is probably hindering the chances of Carly saying maybe wanting to shift some of them on as well because. If these these guys have got a right to hang on. If they're if they're being offered to other clubs on the game, we're not saying that they are, but if they are, they're not going to get the wages that they're currently on. So why would they want to believe? No, exactly. Especially you know, if for all the talk the football's changing even after the pandemic and maybe when when um, things get back to normal, if the talk is that wages are going to be driven down anyway because it's a warning, then players need to cash in as, as much as they can. The only way you can do it is if you move them on, you still contribute to the wages. You know, um, you say, well, we'll still pay 40%, 50%. That frees up 50 60% then, doesn't it? Um, you get got a bit more wiggle room. So I dare say that, that is an option for Pompey. But then again, it's whether the players want to move. It comes down to other personal circumstances. Are the kids settled in the area? Um they just bought a house and they plows, you know, money into the house and they settled and they want to stay. Comes down to things like that as well. The family near. It's not as easy as that as, as just, just saying, right, move on. Um, a lot of other factors outside of football you've got to think about. Um, but I'm sure they're already all getting forced about at this time. It's that period, isn't it, where things are quiet and Clubs are talking to agents and players, etc. So I'm sure there are things going on behind the scenes and plenty of irons in the fire. Yeah. You spoke to Carly last week. We cheeky phone call to Danny. He answered. He spent 40 minutes speaking to you. 
um, which is not much when you consider the answers he gives. <laughs> Did you get the sense that he's enjoying this? He's enjoying plotting Poppy's future, even if the budget's maybe not as much as what he thought it would be? He's, he's very po- positive. Well, publicly, he's a very positive, upbeat, optimistic character, isn't he? Um, uh, he knew the situation when he came in. There were 12 games of the season, tried to get Bumpy up. He accepted that. He was willing uh, uh, to take that challenge, whereas, understandably, not many people were. So, and he's, got, he's done enough to get a permanent job, hasn't he? And he's, he's, got, he's got the chance to completely reshape this football club in terms of the first team, in terms of an influence in the academy, um, head of football operations, maybe everything. He can completely re- rebuild. Any manager would, would love that, wouldn't he? To, to re- because the, the club needs a massive rebuild. Um, no influence anywhere else. Just go in there and rip it up and start again. Um, so any manager would be excited about that, wouldn't they? And especially him, who'd been out of work for, for a while as well. So it's one he'll relish, um, no doubt. He's putting everything into it because he's like that. He gives it his all. And uh, uh, a lot of work needs to be done. Let's face it. Let, let, yeah. Let's be realistic here. We're not being negative. We're being realistic. We need a lot of players, a lot of quality players. Um, they need one central midfielder because they ain't got any. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they need a goalkeeping coach. They need coaching staff. They need so much more. And, and he yeah. can, re, can rebuild this club how he wants. What a fantastic opportunity for him. Um, hopefully, um, he's the right man to do that and can somehow get Pompey out of this division. Yeah, well, I, I genuinely do not know the answer to this question. I don't know what your thoughts are. But what, what, what do you feel going into next season? And I know it's very, very hard at this stage of the season, but bear in mind, budgets... Um, bear in mind what's happened elsewhere in divisions in the division um, with Ipswich Wigan now um, Sunderland uh, I, is this going to be is this going to go down as a season of transition for Pompey where that gives you a wee bit of leeway to miss out on the playoffs or promotion I suppose it does but I don't think the supporters are going to feel that way are they look four years come up to five and leave one it's it's too long to be in this division. Um, and to have a period of transition, I don't think it can really happen. We had that period of transition in Kenny Jacket's first season in charge. Um, everyone accepted that he needs to get the age of the squad down and a, a year of acclimatising League One and finishing eighth is decent. Now, after finishing eighth, Pompey needs to be back in the promotion mix. I know it's going to be hard. Um, We've said how hard the division's going to be next season. You know, Ipswich looks like they've got money and then you've got Sunderland's and Rotherham coming down who've got a stable squad and Wickham as well the same. Um, I know say little old Wickham, but they've got a lot of players under the contract who would have signed with probably an eye to come back down and, and go yeah. back again. Um, Bolton coming off, you know, Lincoln have missed out. Oxford are always up there. Probably Sheffield Wednesday, you don't know. You know, there's, there's plenty of clubs in Pompey. I haven't got a God-given right to, to be up there, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be a big rebuild. As we've seen at Blackpool last summer, it can be done. I think they brought 17 players in. It can be done if you get it right. Um, finances might be a bit tighter, but if Pompey get a bit of momentum going, then, then it can be done. It's going to be hard, to say, and couple with the, the plans off the pitch, but that's where you've got to have good staff as well. Um, they've obviously brought get Greg Miller in um, and Danny Carley's got to get good staff in as well 
director of football's head of football operations, however you want to call it, paused a minute. So that's one for Andrew Collins to look into, and you've got to get the right appointment there if Pompey are going to pursue that. Because ultimately, what Danny Carley would love is to get everything right and then spend most days on the training pitch coaching, because that's what he loves to do. He's come through as a coach. He doesn't want to be dealing with backroom issues that, that he shouldn't really be dealing with as part of his remit. He wants to be able to get out on the grass every day and analyse the opposition. So that's the, the main thing you need to get right this summer for the Art of Promotion push, I think. Neil, last question to you. You're off next week, which traditionally again suggests that the recruitment race starts Monday, nine o'clock in the morning. So I'm just wanting to know, are you available next week? <laughs> we started already, isn't it? Obviously, uh, Liam Vincent's here. However, he's one for the future. There we go. There we go. Right. Okay, lads. Well, we'll wrap it up there. We've got a busy day still ahead of us. So appreciate the time you've taken out of that schedule to, to speak to us. Um, Neil, have a good holiday next week. And well, Thank you. plenty of exclusive I'm expecting from the days and weeks ahead. But thank you again, everybody, and thank you all for watching. We'll see you all again soon. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the Portsmouth News website for everything you need to know about Pompey. Thank you, lads, for your contributions. We'll see you all again soon. Goodbye.